This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Also, those that are watching me on social media, welcome. We're on television. My special guest, for the second day in a row is Robert J. Sutherland, State Representative, 39th Legislative District, Republican. Now, if you did not hear the interview yesterday, very informative, why don't you go to my website, www.worldministries.org, and you can listen to it. It would be good because we talked some things in depth and we could not cover everything, so here we are again today. But I think it would be well worth your time if you want to go to my website, again, www.worldministries.org, and click on television, radio. It'll pop up, and then click on listen, and you will see every day with a date who we had on it. And so listen again to the interview I did with Robert J. Sutherland. It's critical that we put the right people in office. The Bible says that if the righteous lead, the people prosper. If evil men lead, the righteous are persecuted. We come under tyranny. We suffer. And this is what's going on in the United States of America today. This is what's going on in Washington State. We've got to once again put people into office that fear God, that base their decisions on the values of God, the morality of God, the Bible. We got to get right back to what our original founders in the American Constitution, Bill of Rights, knew, what they believed in. We got to get back into where the original colonies, 11 out of the 13 original colonies, if you wanted to run for office, you had to say Jesus Christ was your Lord and Savior and your God. Again, the Bible was used in the courtrooms for morality, justice, and ethics. So welcome back, Robert, to the Warning Radio program. Dr. Hansen, thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure yesterday. I look forward to furthering the conversation, so thank you. Well, you had a lot to say, and which is good. I want you to, again, those that did not hear yesterday or watch it, tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, for those who are unfamiliar with me, I graduated high school at 17 years old. I went in the Air Force, and I served there honorably. Once I was discharged from the Air Force, I earned my degree at Gonzaga University, a biochemistry degree, where I spent my career researching DNA and developing cancer therapies here in the Seattle area. It wasn't until later, and by the way, I was never involved in politics. I think it's an ugly business, and I think good and decent people just really want to shy away from that. But I learned that I was part of the problem in doing that, and so it took decades. Uh, I think I was into my 40s when I went to my first uh, Republican meeting to see if there's ways that I could try to help. And my goal was to find good candidates, like you just said, 
it's not just a matter of getting candidates in there or just Republicans because half of them are Republicans in name only, it seems. We need to get good and decent real Republicans voted into office if we ever hope to turn this ship and get it back in, into a good direction that we want to see. So long story short, after helping candidates year after year, it got to a point where I didn't really like the candidates running that wanted to be my representative. And that's not a personal thing. They were good people. They just weren't good Republicans. And by then I was convinced it's not just a person with an R by their name. They have to believe it. It's just like being a Christian. You can say you're a Christian all day long, but if you're out there living the lifestyle that is not in harmony with that, then are you really a true Christian? It's the same with, with being a Republican. Are you a true Republican or are you a fake Republican? A lot of people think I'm a true Republican. I got in there for that purpose. I believe in their platform. That's what I do. 2018, I ran for election. I got myself elected. So I went from the science community into the political community, and here we are speaking about it. Well, it's important to have people serving us with some education, with something to say. I'll tell you what, there's so many people that, uh, and we won't go there like Nancy Pelosi, nothing to say. That just speaks nonsense. But we've got to have people in, again, his background, I mean, uh, science and uh I'll tell you what, it's impressive. And the more I spend some time with him, this is an intelligent guy. Now, John Quincy Adams said the glory of the revolution was the bonding of government and Christianity. The bonding of government and Christianity. John Jay, the first chief justice and one of the three authors of the Constitution, asserted, it's the duty of the nation to see that it has Christian leaders. Now, we could go on and on over this, 1811, the Supreme Court ruled that it was unconstitutional to remove the Bible from school curriculum. At that time, the court sentenced the man who tried to remove it to three months in jail. Look how far we have gone from our foundation, which made us the greatest nation in the history of the human race. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have to make disciples, the Bible says, of all nations. Disciples. It uses the words in scriptures to rule, to reign, to occupy, to take dominion. Again, if we put the right people in, the people prosper, the nation prospers, the church prospers. If we put the wrong people in, we suffer. We come under tyranny. So we've got to get the right people into office. Praying about it is is only part of the solution. God says, you know, you can pray all you want. Jesus isn't coming out of heaven to serve your nation. He's in coming out of heaven to remove evil governments. He's not doing that till the Battle of Armageddon. He's given you that responsibility as ambassadors to rule your nation. If we don't rule, we suffer. That's the bottom line. If we don't get involved and make sure that we get good and decent people in office, then we suffer. That's we will, exactly We will it. pay the consequences of our inaction we, the church used to understand this, and we, we put in the right people, uh, but now we're in deep trouble as the church has forgotten its God-given responsibility. Now, Robert, is there a climate emergency? Is there a climate emergency? Uh, no, there is not. Here's what, they, they, they take an issue that everyone cares about, our earth, our climate, you know, clean water, clean air. They take that and they they inject fear into that. That way they can rule over us. First of all, again, let's touch on my science background. I'm not, I did cancer drug development, not the, not the environment. So not an expert in it, but I am a scientist. And I have studied this issue a little bit. The climate is always changing. Yes. Always. Yes. 
Okay, so to say climate change, what does that, it's one of the, I can't stand the term. We are still in a warming cycle from the last glacial maximum. The polar caps, there's evidence, uh, abundant evidence, that forests have been populated at the poles, that there were no ice caps. We are in a warming period from the last glacial maxima. The ice was down into Washington state. Well, it's receding. It's still receding. So the climate is always changing. The carbon dioxide that man has put into the atmosphere has taken us from, I believe, around 200 ppms, parts per million, uh, 100 years ago. We're at about 400 ppms now, carbon dioxide. NASA just did a study the other, uh, about a year ago or so. What is the result of our doubling of our carbon dioxide in the Earth's atmosphere? The forests around the world are greening. They're growing. They're healthier. The Earth is sensing the fact that, hey, we've got carbon dioxide. And and the trees multiply, and they metabolize the carbon dioxide. That's why the forests are growing. It's a natural process. Now, do we as man want to be putting carbon dioxide, let alone pollutants? Now, the Earth loves carbon dioxide. You can't put too much in. The rate of, of temperature increases is logarithmic, and it decreases. You might get one degree by doubling it. You double it again, you'll get a tenth of a degree, and it goes down from there. Man cannot affect the temperature on this earth. That's from the sun. It's from a whole host of other sources that are affecting the temperature on the earth. We certainly don't want to pollute the earth. We have combustion uh, engines that we're, we're using mostly, and we are polluting, putting methane and other things into the air that we don't want to be doing. We need to address that. We need to do it in a slow and methodical and careful way because we rely, our society relies on gasoline and cars, automobiles to get to work, take our kids, get groceries and do all that. It used to be people were walking on foot and then horseback. Now we're in cars. If we want to get away from that or transition into a cleaner form of energy like hydrogen, and I like hydrogen by the way, let's do that. But let's not just cut it off before we can transition over smoothly. So we do not have a climate emergency, but we can do more than we're doing now to make sure that we pass on to our kids a clean and healthy environment as we move forward. And ladies and gentlemen, I've heard this same thing by so many scientists, the majority, is this is bogus. There is no climate crisis, but they're using it to control mankind. And so we must face the facts. Uh, Why are we paying $6 a gallon, Robert, for gas? And I'm gonna I want to touch on that last thing you just said, and then we'll get into six dollars a gallon. What? Why? Why do Democrats in Olympia want us out of our cars or want us the combustion engine? They use the environment as, as the excuse. But let me let me get into the depth of what is really going on in Olympia on that please, issue. Please, they want us in electric cars. Why? Well, they say it's clean energy. Well, no, it's not. By the time you mine the earth and you build the batteries, and then where do you dump the batteries? You know when they're done in the earth. That's a lie. They're lying to us. But why do they want to put us in electric vehicles? They want us out of our internal combustion engines and gasoline. Now, compare the two. Where do we get our gasoline from, government or private industry? Where do we get our electricity from, government or private industry? They want to destroy private industry yes. and put us in government-controlled That's right. electric, electric cars and they can decide how many watts and voltage you get at your home and how many uh, you know, watt hours or whatever term it is that you can drive in that vehicle. And if you don't get a high enough social scoring credit, credit score, uh, they can start punishing you with less and less electricity. That's going to be a government-controlled source of energy 
that they can now control you as a person or you as a city or you as a state or a county. They can cut back on how many hours you can drive, what they think is appropriate number of miles you should drive per day or a week or a year. They want us in government-controlled cars, not you go fill up at a gas station, you take off across the country, you're free. That's, no, that's, that's the back politics. They want to be able to control our movement, and that's what they're doing. So now why are we paying $6 a yes, gallon? Yes, yes. Um, ask a Democrat. <laughs> ask a de- now, it's a complicated issue. It's at the national level, and it's at the state level. Here, here in the state of Washington, they're, they're coming after our refineries. They're tolling our roads and our freeways, uh, uh, making it expensive. Now only the rich people, richer I should say, can, can afford to pay some of these tolls to get to work. Or, or, or let alone you go on a family vacation or something. When you, when you cut off supply, when you damage uh, the, the, the supply chain of, of fuel, when you challenge that, when you have tankers that, that can't get in and unload, and when you shut down refineries here in Washington State, it drives prices up. That is going on across the nation. We've seen it with this, quote, president of ours, uh, where he's shutting down our pipelines, our offshore drilling. They're restricting the supply of gasoline, oil, and that is shooting prices up. This is exactly what they want. This is a way for them to force you out of gas cars and into electric cars. Make it painful. Don't you think, Robert, it all comes back to what you were saying, control. They're wanting to control us. It is why they use climate emergencies it's why they're they're we're paying six dollars a gas they're restricting that they're making it so painful for us to have the vehicle that we want i've, I've got a half ton pickup truck that hauls horses does it does work I, I i buy i heat my house with wood pellets i buy it a ton at a time i have a truck that can do some work for me and and help my family yeah you, know, you know get through the cold winters and whatnot i get my horses down to a, a horse show or something um can't do that in an electrical vehicle yeah. you, you have a hard time doing that so uh, this is about control. Get you in their types of vehicles, and they will dictate what you can and cannot do uh, and how much electricity you get. It goes back into their philosophy of, of wealth redistribution where they're trying to destroy the middle class even though they're they're not telling the truth. They're, they're trying to say it otherwise, but they're destroying the middle class. Uh, they want to have a great reset. They want to bankrupt America to move us into their tyranny or their new world order. Robert? Yeah, I met a, a young lady uh, working in a restaurant the other day, 17 years old, running start. She's in uh, <clears throat> Everett Community College, and she had an a- essay uh, that was due like the next day, I think. And in talking about that, the book that she has in college, the textbook, is the essay is on, um, I forget the term now, where everyone has equal wages, you know, uh, 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 an equal livable wage or something in, in Washington State. And, and the essay was to an argument in favor of that. Now, that's Communist 101, right? This is a 17-year-old high school running start student. And if she were to write an essay that, that challenged that, that not everyone deserves the exact same wage, um, you, you know, it, going out and earning a living, and, and the more you better yourself, you'll, you'll become more value, valuable to an employee. You'll make an employer. You'll make more money. And that's how you – that's how you uh, – you know, move yourself ahead. And, and I, I felt so bad for this young lady who was being indoctrinated. And if she were to write an essay challenging that, she could very well fail the class. And what does that do for your self-esteem? This yeah. is a young 17-year-old woman having to go up against an institution like a, a, a university or a, a college and have to fight the system. There's, she's paying money to go there to learn. And they're, 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 they're using their propaganda and their communism 
you know, these are 100, 150-year-old ideas that they're bringing back, saying this is a progressive, let's let's move forward with, no, these are old ideas that have failed time and time again, and they're bringing them back into our society. And that's why I'm running for office, by the way. Excellent. Excellent. I know I've written an article, Public Schools and Universities, Enemy Number One, again, by uh, because the professors, many of them are communists and socialists, and they're they're destroying everything that this nation was built on, what they're trying to do. And then they turn the young adults, young children in their minds into looking at, at their parents and, and really true leaders of America and even historically into the bad guys. So we're, we're in, we are in a major need of a, of a great awakening. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, again, I go on my website, www.worldministries.org and click on Eagle Saving Nations. We've got to have a great awakening because the republic is at stake. Now, uh, Robert, what do you think? What are your thoughts on the governor's COVID-19 emergency powers? Yeah, your, your listeners may be surprised to, to learn that here in Washington State, we are still under a state of emergency. I've lost count of the days. We're, we're approaching a thousand days. We're we're getting close to three years under this tyranny. Wow! From from this governor, and that's the right word, tyranny. He is. I have said it many times. I I speak the truth. I don't pull punches. Uh, he is a dictator at this point in my mind. We can argue all day long whether I'm right or wrong, but in my mind. This governor doing what he's doing, shutting down businesses, closing church doors, telling us to stay home when we're healthy. Who does he think he is? All in the name, again, fear. This is how they rule over you. You can't rule over a group of people, a society, if you don't instill fear in them. That's a communist uh, a ploy. That's how they do it. And so we got a climate change. We got, we got uh, the, the, the COVID, the disease. You're gonna, if you go outside, we're all going to die. Um, guns are terrible. Oh my goodness. What guns keep, let's create gun free zones. And yet everyone that's dying of guns for not everyone, but a good majority of them, they're dying in gun free zone areas because the the bad guys with a gun know that that's where to go. And you, and, and you're most likely to inflict the most harm without inflicting it upon yourself. And what do they do? As soon as someone comes in with a gun and they start shooting people, well, they call for a person with a gun. It's ludicrous. Okay, so they scare us about guns. They scare us about the environment. They scare us about, this is the first time in my life I've seen it. Now it's a virus. So close your churches. Get, stay out of your cars. Stay locked down. Go home. Close down, close down your businesses. But notice the big box stores all stayed open. Notice they stayed open. What did that do? It shut down all the mom and pop shops. The flower, the florist store right, right down the road uh, with, with you know a lady and her husband and maybe one employee or two. It shut them down. But then you just forced everyone to go to Safeway in the floor shop they have there. And, and the big box stores, the rich corporations, they flourished in this shutdown. Mom and pop shops closed up. Thousands upon thousands of them. This governor is evil, if you ask me. What he's doing and stealing fear in people to get his communist ways in this state. He's a dictator. He needs to go. We need, as a people, we need to get up off the couch Get out, learn who's on the ballot, and make sure we cast our ballots. Washington State, in my opinion, is a red state. Too many people stay home and don't vote because it's an ugly business, and I'll grant them that. It is an ugly business. 900,000 churchgoers did not vote in the primary election in Washington State. That's just shy of a million. 
We can win a lot of statewide races if we had a million more votes. I'm imploring your listeners, get up off the couch, look at the ballot, learn who's on there, find out the good people to vote for. And by the way, it's probably going to be a Republican. Find out the good Republican on your ballot and cast the ballot if you want to change the direction of this state from the direction it's in right now. We're still in a state of emergency. This is just unbelievable. Well, I totally agree with you. Years ago, I wrote an article, A Christian's Responsibility to a Hostile Government. And that describes exactly what we're going through now, what you've been saying a government out of control, violating on our rights, uh, bringing us under tyranny, uh, moving us again in everything that's not constitutional, which protects our rights. So we're in a serious, serious situation. Uh, thousands of doctors and nurses walked out refusing to take the jab because of what's inside of it that actually causes blood clots and heart attacks and everything else. I've been and locked out of Olympia for two years. I because not, of that? I, I have not been vaccinated. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, so, you know, quote. Um, I haven't had a vaccine since 1994 where uh, that was one of the few times I got a flu shot. Um, and I've never been sicker, close to death with fever and, and as bad as, as that affected me. I've never had one since. I'm very healthy. I don't get flu shots because my I don't react well to them. That's my own personal choice because I chose to, to continue with that. I was not allowed on the House floor down in Olympia for the last two years during this, quote, state of emergency. And this is sheer tyranny. I'm with so many people, and I've, I've gone over uh, 25 states this year and speaking and never been vaccinated. Uh, just see who's, who's coming down with COVID. And it's not the people that, that have refused it. Uh, look who's coming down and look who's dying. Yeah. Record numbers of young people, et cetera. And to just touch on your tyranny, your thought on tyranny, and I think your listeners will appreciate uh, in Olympia on the House floor, we always, every day we, we start with a prayer. Uh, and, and typically, not to get political on a prayer issue, but typically the Republicans pray better. Um, at least I appreciate them better. And we were, we were told a year ago to not invoke the name of Jesus in our prayers, that we were to leave that out because it was controversial to some members in the house and you know offensive whatever term you want to use and our next prayer of course in jesus name and the democrats in olympia uh, actually stopped us from praying on the house floor that is tyranny um yeah that's that, tyranny that's, that's communism life. that's dictatorship yes we have two minutes what are some of your top legislative priorities Oh, property taxes is a big one for me. Um, now, I touched on that a little bit yesterday. I think we're being way overtaxed on our property taxes. $30 car tabs, the voters voted initiative to bring that in. The courts, we saw what the courts did to us by throwing it out. That's tyranny. We want $30 car tab. We want to pay 30 bucks and get our plastic sticker to put on our license plate so we can drive in a car that we bought on a road that we built. $30 is, is tyranny to me if you ask me, but I'll settle for 30 at this point. Traffic congestion in the lower half of my district uh, is is terrible. Uh, highway 2, 522, Highway 9, the I-5, the corridor uh, going in from Snohomish to, to Everett all need massive. We need increased lane capacity. We need to reduce the traffic congestion and get traffic flowing again. I think education dollars should follow our child so parents can pull their kids out of a failing school if they need be without having to worry about that extra cost of doing so. We need to adequately fund our police to keep our neighborhoods safe again. We need to make crime illegal again. We need to uphold and defend the Constitution. That's a big one for me. We need our medical freedom. 
We need no per, we do not need any more per mile tax or tolls on our roads and our freeways. And we need to completely overhaul our elections here in Washington state so that the voters in this state can have faith in our system once again. How can voters help you to win the election? Right now, we've got about five weeks left, three weeks of, of raising money to be able to get on TV and radio and to, to print literature and all that. I desperately need finances. I'm being outspent and outraised five to one right now. If your listeners would want to donate to my campaign for re-election, that would be awesome. They can go to my website, www.sutherlandforrep.com. That's my last name, Sutherland, the number four, and rep.com. Go there, hit the donation button, and donate up to the legal amount, which is $1,000. If you want to write a check, you can send it to my P.O. Box, my campaign P.O. Box. Make it out to the Friends of Sutherland Committee, P.O. Box 1311, Monroe, Washington, 98272. That is what I need the most right now. I've got plans. I just don't have the money to be able to get my word out to people. It takes money. Any amount you can offer will be greatly appreciated, and it's what I need right now. And that's where, again, they can see your political views also. Absolutely. Go to my website. Call me up. Get a hold of me. Send me a message from the website. I'll talk to you on the phone. May God richly bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio Program special guest, Robert J. Sutherland, State Representative, 39th Legislative District Republican. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.